John, this season has turned fascinating in all kinds of nasty ways. Carl Anthony Towns with an injury, maybe not as bad an injury as originally feared, but still a significant injury, and a team that not that long ago was on a five-game winning streak and held a sizable lead in Charlotte against a bad undermanned team. It felt like that was the moment they were going to start sprinting instead of stumbling. It hasn't happened. Uh, What is most concerning to you at this juncture? Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think that we heard Chris Finch speak after the loss in Washington on Monday night, and I think there is a collective frustration, not only from Finch, but also from the players in the locker room about just being unable to harness any sort of consistent energy. Um, and, and consistent quality of play. And that's now we're 21 games into the season. We're a quarter of the way through and yes, the season is still young, but there are just the, the variance between good play and poor play many times and most times right within a game, um, a quarter to quarter has been really, I think, maddening for everyone involved. And so, you know, you like like you said, they, they play against Indiana last week and it was their best game of the season. Gobert and Towns are dominating. Um, it really looked like, OK, they are finally starting to discover their blueprint to being a really good team. And since then, really, the bottom has kind of fallen out. And part of that is you have Towns get injured. Jade McDaniels has missed the last two games, which it apparently is he was the all of the glue holding the defense together. Um, but we are just not seeing any sort of building blocks to be laid right now over these last three games of, okay, they're going in the right direction here or there. And, and I think that's the most concerning thing is, is, you know, Finch said it, like, it feels like we're a million miles away from that Indiana game. And I, so there's this kind of, lack of spirit right now and they got to be careful not to succumb to that with whatever news we get um, on Carl Anthony Towns's injury. I think what's most disturbing to me is just that it's the the lack of intensity and effort is it's can be so obvious. It's just okay, you didn't stop the ball in the fast break, you didn't hustle back on defense, uh you didn't switch hard, you didn't rebound hard. It's like listen, th- we all knew that there would be some clunky stretches as they learn how to play together but this feels more like an effort thing at times how how accurate is that yeah I, I do like I, I would say especially earlier in the season that was a hundred percent the case um against Charlotte when things broke down it felt to me like that was a little less effort and and more so they just could not make a shot Carl Anthony Towns was one for 11 from three like they were just really struggling from a shooting aspect. And so even as bad as that loss was, uh, you looked at it and said, maybe this is just one of those weird shot variance games. And, and that happens in a long season, but then yeah, the Washington start when they, when they, they, they get their blows, the doors blown off by golden state on Sunday afternoon. So then they have a back to back in Washington, but it was a matinee game on Sunday. So they got in with plenty of time. They got plenty of rest and then they come out and it's 21-6 um, to start. And those are the kinds of lack of effort, lack of intensity types of moments that have been ver- far too common 
in this season. And that is resonating with the fan base in a major way. I think that's a that that that's a real problem for this team right now is they are very difficult to watch a lot of times because of the the slowness with which they play, the just kind of plotting nature of things and and so not only are they losing games, but I think they're losing a lot of the credibility and faith that they built up in their fan base. And that is translating to just an overall malaise. That's, that's not very good right now. And things need to change in a hurry to sort of get everyone to just kind of get back to um, a fun brand of basketball and, and, and trying to like lean on each other in these, in these moments, they have Memphis on Wednesday night, they gotta be ready or they're going to just get crushed. And, and, uh, and so, you know, just not being not being able to summon that intensity and that competitiveness has been a hallmark of this team. And that is one of the most damning things you can say about a group. He's John Krasinski. This is the John Krasinski show at talknorth.com. Go to the website to all of our shows, outdoor sports variety. Uh, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. That is the easiest way to listen. It is also absolutely free. You can follow us on Twitter as long as Twitter exists at TalkNorthPod to see the shows as they are released and get information about our live shows. And by the way, uh, we will have a live show, uh, the Cheryl Reeves Show, and our winter wear drive at Headflyer Brewing, one of our sponsors, uh, on December 15th, 7 p.m. We'll get you more information about that. You can also listen to the Cheryl Reeves Show to get more details. It's a, a great cause, great event. We have a blast with it. Cheryl, of course, is always great at those things, and it's going to be fun to get out and see people face-to-face for the first time in a long time. Uh, thanks to Headflyer Brewing for for sponsoring that show and hosting that show. Thanks to our other sponsors at the John Krasinski Show, TSR Injury Law, All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com, and, uh, and of course, Headflyer Brewing. Thanks very much. Uh, let's also uh, get to the Pat Beverly question. I really didn't want to have to ask you the Pat Beverly question ever again, especially not this early in the season. But the easy assumption, I think, from the fan base is, okay, last year, Pat Bev got everybody playing defense and playing hard. And, you know, then they trade them and now they aren't playing defense, aren't playing hard. Is it that simple? Or do you, like me, think that uh, Pat Bev wears out as welcome and wouldn't necessarily be a constructive member of the organization at this point? Yeah, I, I, I so I think that there are two things that can be true here. One is they absolutely do miss someone like Patrick Beverly or Pat Beverly himself for the times when they need a kick in the butt and they need to be kind of, you know, just grab by the shirt collar and say, Hey, pay attention. This is what's going on. And until you change it, we're going to keep getting beaten like this. So Pat Bev has this quality of a relentless sort of, um, relentless cr- critic, but also one that will not back down when guys don't want to listen. And I think that helped them very much early on in last season while uh, they were trying to find their footing, while they were struggling, and Beverly just stayed on them, stayed on them, stayed on them. And because he was playing well and because he brought the energy himself, I think people begrudgingly, if anything, leaned into it. Um, there were some people that loved it, absolutely loved it. There were some people that said, ah, you know, well, he's got a point and we got to just keep going with it. Um, as the season went along 
And as we got later into the season, I do think that that started to grade on people a little bit and that um, it deteriorated a little bit at the end of the season in terms of his ability to be effective in, in sending the message and getting it to sink in. Um, so they need that back in a major way. Um, and I do think that it is a flaw of this roster that the people, the, the players so far within the group seem to ha- have a difficult time communicating with each other and then having whatever feedback that they give each other sink in with their teammates. Um, I don't know that it's a group that really, frankly, listens too much. And I think that that's a, that's a real problem. Um, Chris Finch spoke before the Washington game and said that he has seen over the last few days some better accountability being expressed by Anthony Edwards, by Austin Rivers, by some of the players on the team in terms of understanding where they are, which I think illustrates my point of that that has been a problem so far. But I don't think that Patrick Beverly in particular may have been the right person to have here right now because when you look at what he's doing – for the Lakers, uh, he's really playing poorly. And what they need more than anything right now is for the leadership to come from players who are really contributing on the court. And maybe Pat Bev would be playing better in Minnesota than he is in, in, in the, with the Lakers, but he can't hit a shot to save his life. He is not, um, he is not the defensive player that he used to be. And there's already kind of rumors swirling that the Lakers might look to trade him. So I, you know, I know fans love Pat Bev and they have every reason to love Pat Bev because he did a lot of wonderful things here in Minnesota. I just think that they need someone like him, but a little bit different. And it's got to come from within. And I do think, unfortunately, that that is going to be kind of put onto Anthony Edwards' shoulders, especially if Carl Anthony Towns misses an extended period here with that calf strain. Um, He is 21 years old. He may not be totally ready for that role, but it might be kind of heaped upon him because Gobert is not playing well enough to do it. Um, D'Angelo Russell is not that kind of a a player. And, uh, you know, there's not many other options out there um, on that roster to, to kind of, jump up and grab everyone's attention. I think Edwards is that guy, but he's got a long way to go to kind of bring the consistency of effort and energy that it takes to be a leader in that, in that regard. So their biggest problem or one of their biggest problems right now is a leadership void and not just a leadership void, but a following void. The guys don't want to be led right now. It seems like, and that's, that's a big problem. Woo. Good yeah. Lord. Uh, hey, uh, thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. We also will be unveiling uh, the world-famous, world-infamous John Krasinski Manscaped ad later in the show. Uh, so you, you brought up Cat's injury. It's, it's amazing. There are so many things wrong with this team right now that I buried the Cat injury, which should be the number one item on our list here. He goes down. It looks bad. Turns out it's a calf strain. Just how bad is it? Well, so we're going to find out. We're recording this on Tuesday morning. He's going to have an MRI a little later on Tuesday to kind of assess the extent of the damage. But when it first happened, 
and he turned around. He was running up the court and then turned around and looked back at his leg like he was shot. That is like a telltale sign for an Achilles, a blown mm-hmm. Achilles. And I'll tell you, I have seen Carl Anthony Towns fall to the court a thousand times in his career. And there is, he is a guy who will fall down. He'll kind of like, he will gesture and show you his pain. It's very easy to see that he's not feeling well. And then he usually gets up and he brushes it off and is okay. When I saw him go to the court on two on Monday and the look on his face and how quiet he was, I thought that was it. I thought his Achilles was gone and I thought this was done for. Um, thankfully, it appears that that is not the case, that it is more of a calf strain, which still can be a significant injury. You can still miss quite a bit of time with a calf strain, um, but it's nowhere near the extent, the seriousness, the the rehab, all of it uh, that an Achilles is. And so uh, I think everyone in the Timberwolves is breathing a sigh of relief and believing that he really did dodge a bullet from a much more catastrophic injury. Um, but it's still a case where he could miss a bunch of time. Jordan McLaughlin's been out for uh, you know more than a week with with his own calf strain. Um, and, and, you know, towns could be, could be gone for quite a while on that, or it might be just a, a mild version and he might only be out for, for a little while. So we should find out later today about that. But I do know that the big picture is people are very relieved that it does not appear to be a torn Achilles, which would have ended his season and created an unbelievably rigorous and, and grueling rehab process for him to get back even for next year. Mm. Uh, we have more injuries to get to uh, and injuries that seem to have had a devastating effect on this team's competitiveness last few games. But right now, we do want to thank TSR Injury Law, 612 TSR Time. You know the deal. You see the ads everywhere. They have ads everywhere because they have won so many cases that they've grown their business into one of the best businesses in Minnesota. 612 TSR Time. We don't want you to need that number. But if you need that number, you need to know that number. 612 TSR Time. If you're injured, Call, you'll deal with a lawyer. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. Now let's hear from John on Headflyer Brewing. Headflyer Brewing, Northeast Minneapolis, been going there for years. Great beer, great tap room, great people running the show there. And they've got a cool thing for the World Cup game, uh, US-Iran. And and if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, Tuesday uh, early afternoon, Headflyer's opening up early for at a noon for that game, they're going to have places you can go in. You can they're, they're going to have uh, power strips and things for you to plug in your laptop. And maybe you just might want to have a beer. Maybe you want to watch the game as well while you're there getting some work done. And so Headflyer is going to facilitate all of that for you. You can also they're going to have some pizza. They're going to have Hedgie's pizza. They're going to have um, b- beer drinking specials, everything that you could want for if you're a World Cup fan. They will also be doing periodics uh, drink specials for Wolves games for more World Cup games going down the road, especially if if the U.S. advances. So make Headflyer Brewing a destination spot for you and your friends to check out the, uh, the, the the any games that you want to. And as you can hear in the background, you can bring your dog as well. Hang out there and and, and do that. So good times at Headflyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. 
You know, he's doing a version of the uh, Raised by Wolves uh, advertisement, <laughs> only it's the uh, Destroyed by Wolves advertisement. He's uh, he's mourning the uh, the losing streak, the loss of Cat. My dog Maybe he's trying to light a fire. He's, he's trying, trying to light, light a fire. fire he's trying to yeah. be inspirational. Uh, yes. Of course, in reality, he just is mad at me when I close the door to do podcasts, and he's he's scream. <laughs> we call it scream crying. It's a it's a it's a French bulldog uh, feature and bug. Let's put it that way. All right. Mm-hmm. So utility costs are rising every year. It's unnecessarily costing you money, but it doesn't have to be that way with a new system from All Energy Solar. Even if you take, have to take out a loan to finance your installation, you'll still save money in the long run. The loan payment will likely be less than what you would pay for electricity every month, and it's a locked-in price that won't change. So start saving and make the switch to All Energy Solar. Book your appointment today at allenergysolar.com. Uh, and there are probably going to be limited availabilities for getting on the grid uh, and getting the best deal. So I would go to allenergysolar.com quickly and check it all out. And now, John, with the world-famous and world-infamous Manscaped ad. It's never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friends in your pants, you can make this season to be a jolly one with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the Lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC for free shipping and 20% off. The Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything needed to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling performance package plus ultra-premium body wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, and Ultra Premium Deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat to your candy cane. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code ATHLETIC. I don't think it's a coincidence that Tari and Prince and Jordan McLaughlin have been missing and they've gone on this three-game losing streak. I don't know if they're leaders in terms of personalities, uh, but, man, they play the right way. They they move the ball. They play hard on defense. They hustle back on defense. It just feels like that's missing. It is, absolutely, Jim. Um, they, are, they are not the, the headliners from a talent perspective, but they certainly are two players that you can rely on game in and game out to bring – a consistent energy and a consistent effort. And Torian Prince was playing very, very well um, earlier this season. Jordan McLaughlin is the leader on the team in plus minus and just as an organizer and a, and just a guy who can really calm down a team when things are going poorly, get them good shots, uh, run an offense and, and provide some energy on defense. And so they do miss those two guys quite a bit. They are just level-headed veteran dudes who are smart basketball players and kind of know what to do. And this is a team that is not playing very smart basketball right now. In addition to the lack of energy, they make just mental errors that are mind-blowing and mind-numbing. And so they need more poise and they need more just reliability out there and McLaughlin and Prince both bring that the other guy that they've missed 
the last two games is Jaden McDaniels, who's been out with an illness. Hopefully he's back for, for the Memphis game on Wednesday. But um, the, the whole defense has completely fallen apart without Jaden McDaniels on the perimeter. They are not stopping the ball. Um, they're not stopping penetration. And that is putting Rudy Gobert in difficult spots. And Rudy Gobert is not blocking shots like he normally does. And so um, to have someone like McDaniels out, it really is one of the guys they can least afford to lose because he is such a good perimeter defender and he takes the best scorer and the most explosive perimeter player and usually does a very good job on them like he did on Tyrese Halliburton um, in Indiana. And so they are missing three guys who are role players but are just really important to the fabric of this team and to holding it together. And um, you, you, you can just see the results. I mean, it's it's been completely embarrassing the last two games against Washington and Golden State because of, because of their absence. So they brought in two veterans, uh, Kyle Anderson and Austin Rivers, who, you know, are highly respected, who play defense, who play the right way, play intelligently. Uh, is there a chance that, well, first of all, do you think Kyle Anderson steps in as a starter for Towns? And do you think Austin Rivers could see more minutes and more responsibility under given what they're going through right now? Yeah, I, I think so. First, on, on Rivers, I do think we are going to see more from him. He has some limitations offensively, but he plays with a tenaciousness, a tenacity on defense uh, that that Chris Finch wants to try and instill in this team. So you are going to see more of him, I believe. Um, and I think that is going to help because Rivers is is the closest thing that they have to Patrick Beverly in terms of a vocal leader who's been around the block, who knows what it takes to go into the playoffs, who is a, who knows the league. And he has been, I think, trying to exert his influence on this roster, but it's really hard to do that when you're not in the rotation. And so now that he is in the rotation, I do think that it helps uh, for Austin Rivers to be a little bit more of an effective communicator, to hold people uh, more accountable. And so I think that's going to be a plus there. With Kyle Anderson, I think it's a real possibility, yes, that he he, he goes into the starting lineup. Chris Finch did start him in the second half on on Monday against Washington, um, and that team responded very well at the start of that period with that lineup. It will be interesting to see how that lineup works with Anderson's not much of a shooter and Gobert is not much of a shooter at, at all. And so how does that affect some of the spacing? But given Anderson, all the other good things that Anderson does, I think that he's the, the odds on favorite. And here's the other thing that I really wonder, Jim, if they're out for any extended time, if Towns is out for any extended time, is this when you bring up Luca, Luca Garza, from hmm. Iowa. Um, you know, you have Nathan Knight already on the roster and uh and so he's kind of like the the the, the de facto fill-in big man, but Towns is so important to them from a shooting standpoint, from a floor spacing standpoint, and that's not Nate Knight's game. And so Garza is killing people down in Iowa and he is a great three-point shooter. And 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 just a smart player, and so I own. I almost wonder if this is going to be an occasion where, because of the skill set, you would look to replace. 
if you go with a guy who is a little bit more of a facsimile. Obviously, you'd see Nas Reed a little bit will get more minutes, but maybe Garza deserves a little bit of a look just to see if that if he can knock down some shots because they are they're shooting 25% every game from three, and that's just an untenable situation to be in. Now you take your best three-point shooter out of the lineup. Um, where does that come from? Maybe it's a guy like Garza gets a chance. I don't know. Fascinating. It'll be fascinating to see them uh, before they get to, to December needing desperately for Luca Garza to save them. I did not <laughs> yes. have that on my bingo card for this season. Not at all. Yeah, it's. I mean, but this is... This is the plight of this franchise, right, Jim? I mean, whatever can go wrong does go wrong. Um, but I, here's, I will say this, like for fans who are understandably distraught right now, um, and I get it, like you watch that team and it is, it's hard to watch. It's frustrating. It go, you don't know what, where this uh, Gobert situation is going. If you're looking for a little bit of hope, if you're looking for a little bit of 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 something to cling to i did think that the flurry that we saw from An- anthony edwards at the end of the second quarter and the start of the third quarter might be another step in his maturation toward just taking this whole thing over um he dunked with authority twice for the first time all year uh, and Chris Finch said before the game, like, hey, the, Anthony Edwards is trying to be more of a leader and more accountable that way. And he's the most now he's the most talented player on this team. He has still so much to learn and he has still kind of these maddening bouts of inconsistency. But he is a guy that is dynamic enough to get people to follow him. And so if that's the start of Edwards really trying to assert himself in this. Maybe there's something to be said there. Maybe this becomes a really a truly Anthony Edwards centric operation now, and 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 they go forward that way. Um, but that's about the best I can do from an optimism standpoint at this point. By the way, uh, a little while ago you were talking about Austin Rivers, and you mentioned tenacious defense, and I just can't let that go. Without, I don't know, one of us needs to adopt our Jack Black or Marv Albert uh, impersonation <laughs> voice. And we need, a, we need to say, somebody needs to say Tenacious D. Tenacious D, absolutely. Get it out there. You know, it feels like that, that would be a nice little um, diversion for Wolves fans right now. Put in some Tenacious D. Like, go put on School of Rock from Jack Black or have yourself a laugh and, and enjoy yourself a little bit because everyone's holding the steering wheel pretty tight right now. We need a little diversion and maybe tenacious D will, will shake us out of uh, these doldrums right now. No doubt about it. We'll have to book them for a head flyer brewing. uh, Now that would be something. I think think we need to do that. Uh, Last, last question for the day. Uh, Once again, thanks to everyone who listens to talkdorth.com. Check out the Cheryl Reeves show, check out all of our hockey shows, our football shows, our outdoor shows, Dave Lee, Mike Grimm on the Gophers. Uh, We built this thing up into a pretty nice little franchise uh, you should have there'll be something you're interested in listening to if you go to talknorth.com once you find the show you like remember to trans uh, remember to subscribe uh thanks to our producer brandon morton you know i, I don't want to be i really don't want to go down the uh you know 
the fan path of questioning whether the head coach should be fired uh, before we even yeah. get to December. I think Chris is a, a good coach. I think he's smart. I don't think some a yeller and a screamer would be doing this team any favors at this point. But, I mean, I'll just throw it out there as a general topic. You know, yeah. how do you think Chris is handling this, and is there anything else in his bag of tricks he can resort to at this point? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, there, There is a lot of angst out there kind of being directed Chris Finch's way. Um, there are some things you can look at in the games that you'd say, well, maybe that was not the best approach. Just for instance, the way that they started the game against the Wizards with Rudy Gobert guarding Kristaps Porzingis and mm -hmm. just, just being buried under an avalanche of three-pointers. And maybe that was the wrong approach to take because he switched it to start the third quarter and Rudy was in more of a rover kind of a role and and it was Towns and there was other people giving Porzingis some more attention just out on the perimeter and that really sparked the team and they played a lot better from that. So there have been kind of little schematic and strategic decisions within games that you look at and you say, uh, you know, yeah, maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe it should have been a different way. Um, that said, I on, I really do believe that the problems that this team are, is having right now is much more kind of problems of, inner drive, inner competitiveness, fit with each other, all of those things, um, more so than coaching. Uh, I do think Chris Finch is a really good coach. I think his staff is very, very good. Um, and, and I don't think that changing the coach is the magic bullet that would fix everything here. I, I've seen cases a million of them in the past where coaches either were doing a very poor job or were just not connecting with their guys and 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 it was not working from that aspect of things i don't get the sense that that is the case right now i get the sense that this is something that the players have to find within themselves and whoever is coaching this team is still coaching d'angelo russell uh, inconsistent. Anthony Edwards, inconsistent. Rudy Gobert, where are you, man? Like, it's time to start blocking shots and showing up. Um, you know, uh, Kyle Anderson is, is is a good player, but he is limited uh, athletically. Jalen Noel has not played any defense and is just now breaking out of a shooting slump. Like, there are so many of these players that have to do better individually so the group collectively can do better. And I just don't think that it's a case of a coach not reaching them, not pushing the right buttons, not putting them them in the right situations. I think it's the the problems here lie with this group having to come together and have some sort of epiphany that there's a different way of doing things. Uh, finally, in this long rant, I will say that D'Angelo Russell, uh, for the most part, in the last three four games has at least shown some effort and energy on defense. He's trying to be a spark plug that way. It's just that his shooting is up and down, and he, he takes bad shots sometimes, and that's a problem. But from a pure attitude and, and, and effort standpoint, Russell's been pretty good that way. Maybe there has to be some more conversations or whatever to bring more out of the rest of this group, but 
it's it's I think it's more of a player issue right now than it is a coaching scheme issue. Agreed. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating in all kinds of ways. Um, <laughs> so come back and listen. What what would you- John will be breaking it down. John will be giving the inside from the organization. You can also hear John on the Viking Update show, which is one of our two Viking shows on the network. The other one is Jeff Diamond, the former Vikings general manager, who does his own show here at TalkNorth.com. So, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Hope to see you at Headflyer Brewing on December 15th at 7 p.m. And we'll be back next week to tell you how the Wolves are doing now. <laughs>